All right, so we're here with Todd. Um, we uh, we just got done with Chicago. We're gonna head to MAO pretty soon, and I, you know, Todd, you have such a colored paintball history. You've been around for a long time, and uh, you know, a lot of people that are new to the game or even people that are old to the game don't really understand like how you got to where you are now, and. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we kind of came up together in a lot of ways. Um, I was a little older than you, not to date myself, but uh, um, but it was cool. It was cool to kind of see you when you first kind of came up and and then, you know, and then and kind of progress into, you know, being one of the rock stars of paintball. And now you got Raza and, you know, being somebody that employs people and you got a company and sponsor teams, making jerseys and helping me with the webcast and doing awesome commentary. Um, you know, you've been doing really good at that. I can tell you've been obviously watching a lot of finals basketball, you know, just up in your commentary game up constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for the people that maybe don't know where you came from, um, you know, where did you get your start? How did, how did this paintball adventure begin for you? Well, I want to say that the, uh, from the very, very beginning, first, I mean, before any of this, you know, I definitely have a, I, I have done a lot and I'm very blessed and thankful to have done all the things that I did. You know, and I thank God for all the opportunities that I've had, you know, and the gifts that I've given and the people that I've been able to meet and, uh, you know, the life I'm able to live and enjoy, you know, because of paintball. Um, it all started for me. Uh, we're, we used to take family vacations to um, the house that my dad grew up in in Taos, New Mexico, and we would drive out there. And so your dad's originally from New Mexico? From New Mexico. And um, the house that he grew up on a farm. You know, both my parents grew up on farms. And uh, my mom in uh, North Dakota, my dad in New Mexico. And uh, I had heard about paintball. My grandma's from North or South Dakota. Yeah? Yeah, Black Hills, South Dakota. I think it's South Dakota. I used to get, like, I, I got family all, like, it seems like all over. My great-grandmother <laughs> had my grandmother by herself in a cabin in the Black Hills after her husband passed out, fainted, <laughs> straight legs up, boiling water, and a, uh, with a book on how to, how to deliver a baby. How to deliver babies in a cabin by yourself when your husband passed out. <laughs> straight up, dude. Hardcore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, does it get any more hardcore than that? So that's how my grandmother was born. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, right? That woman lived to be 95 years old. Ran her own household until she just couldn't walk anymore at like 92. But like, had a two-story house handling it till up till like 92. That's just Jeez. as hard as it gets, too. They don't make them like that anymore. Seriously. So, well, that's cool. North Dakota? Yeah, North Dakota. I, 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 I am who I am because of my parents, you know, and where they came from. I'm very appreciative of that. But, you know, we'd take a, a drive out to New Mexico every summer for a month. And we'd go do fun stuff like ride motorcycles you know, do actual farm work, you know, my uncles would still go out there and uh, we'd have a big field, you know, no animals anymore, but just hay, you know, we have tractors and, uh, you know, big sheds and farming equipment and, you know, we'd go out there and I'd sit on the tractor while my uncle cut all the hay, you know, so you spend a couple of days cutting hay and then you got to row all the hay, then you bring the other big machine out and you bale all the hay and then you got to stack it on big trucks, you know, take it out for sale. and. Uh, you know, we kind of heard about paintball either while we were going out there or, you know, just before one of those trips. And as we're going out there, we stopped at a place in Arizona because I had one magazine. I had one magazine and a smart parts catalog. 
you know, I think. How did you get those? So how did you I mean? How did you first hear about the game? I can't remember how I got them. How or how I heard about it? Um, I was sixteen. Yeah, okay. so this is nineteen ninety six. No, weren't you? You were younger than that, right? Because I think uh, when I met you, you were sixteen years old, right? Uh, no, seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So you'd only been playing paintball for a year at that time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I read about the catalog. You know, I read about. I liked the All Americans because I used to read the PCRI, the Paintball Consumer Reports. Uh, it was like a newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, and they always had cool stuff, which is now. You know, it's transitioned a few times now. It's pretty much Paintball X3, I believe. And um, I uh, I liked the smart parts, all the stuff that they had in there. You know, you'd read about the All-Americans, you know, even though I was from California. And it's funny because like, I talked to you and all you knew was the Iron Man. Yeah. You know? And like... Well, I mean, I knew about the All-Americans and I respected the All-Americans, but... Yeah. It was, you know, for me... And I, I mean, I got my own stories, but... Yeah. I didn't even hear about the was... Iron Man before I heard about the All-Americans. So I guess it was just like, I really liked the All-Americans. I mean, they, they always had cool stuff. Uh, my, part of it was probably because after my first time, I went and got a mag, and the All-Americans shot mags, mm-hmm. too. Yep. You know, and like the catalog had all like mag parts in it and stuff like that, auto mags, mini mags, you know. And so, um, on the way out to one of those drives to New Mexico, you know, it was like 15, 16 hour drive, I found in the back of the magazine a store in Arizona and I begged my dad you know if we could go and he's like yeah let's go over there I found a pump gun for like a hundred bucks you know got myself a pair of goggles and a pump gun and um, we went out and played my dad rented stuff uh, he had a spite a stingray you know it's this old plastic gun oh, stingray was worst gun ever you know worst gun ever ever but it was semi-automatic yeah you know which was cool yeah um, so we go out there my dad's got um, you know, he's got a, a, a his shirt, a BDU jacket, pants. I go out there, I put on a pair of sweatpants, a sweatshirt, camo pants, a camo jacket, you know, a beanie, you know, and I'm just like, I'm like uh, uh, Ralphie in uh, The Christmas Story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can't even put my arms down. And uh, <laughs> with your pump gun, his brother, pump right? gun shaking the yeah, hopper, exactly. Yeah, fogging goggles up, probably. My dad's wearing a baseball helmet and a <laughs> JT whippersnapper goggle, right? And I, I'm like sitting in, I'm like hiding, I'm looking for people, you know. And like, there's a guy out there with no shirt on, who's who's shooting a mag. Wait, so you went out to a, a regular field? Yeah, regular okay. field. Yeah. And uh, when we finally got to New Mexico, we found one in Albuquerque or just outside Albuquerque, and. Uh, Sure enough, I mean, there's this dude out there, you know, with just, like, no shirt on, a pair of shorts, a mag, you know, and he's just torching people up, and I'm like, who is this guy? You know, it's just crazy, and I'm still scared, hiding, trying to pump people, you know, and, like, I'd be in a bunker looking up, and my dad would just be running people down, you know what I mean? Like, running up to spots, shooting people, you know, I remember one game, it was like, uh, um, there was a fortress, and you had to take, like, uh, like a lunchbox, and get it into the fortress, right? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like looking. I'm like, I made like one move. A lunchbox? Yeah. And it, it was, was like you had to. It's like the bomb. It was like the bomb, you okay. know, type deal. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm sitting there, and I'm like looking around, trying to shoot people, and getting pounded on. And uh, all of a sudden, they blow the horn. The game's over. I'm like, what's going on? And my dad comes walking out. He's got spray all over him. And he's just like, tearing it up in there. You're yeah. hiding in the back trying I'm like, to people. He's just up there doing work. Yeah, you're like, I lost him. I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, I threw the lunchbox in the fortress. 
And I'm like, damn it. And I'm like, this is crazy. And he was just up there just destroying it, you know, every game. And I was like, this is crazy. But I had, I had the best time. You know, it was so much fun. After I got shot a couple times, didn't hurt. Ditched the sweatshirt, you know, just the camos. And then we got hooked. We got back home and started playing in San Diego, like, once or twice a month, you know, till the end of 96. And, it, like, in late 96 is when um, there was a field, I think it was called the Pumpkin Patch over here. I can't remember where it was. but That was up in... Uh uh, Temecula? Temecula, yeah, I was yeah. up in Temecula, and then the dude that owned it, Parkin, yeah. he had the fat man rule, remember the fat man rule? Uh-uh. You don't remember the fat man rule? Mm-mm. So, the dude that owned the pumpkin patch, whose name was Pumpkin, was this really dude who looked like a pumpkin because he was huge, and uh, and so, at that particular field, only field I've ever heard this rule, and he would like, you know how, like, remember at the old school fields, and I'm not, there's probably still fields where this happens, but you got that guy that gives you the speech at the beginning of the day for... You know the rules, like hey, make sure you keep your goggles on. Safety's a priority. Whatever, you know all the rules that you got to hear, like as you first play. Well, Pumpkin would get up and give the speech, and part of that speech was like, "All right, look at this field. Look, I'm a bigger guy, so I sympathize with all the bigger guys out there. So we have a rule here. It's the fat man rule. If you are out there and you see a man who's so fat that he's hiding behind a tree that he can't really hide behind, and you're able to see his fat on both sides of the tree, you're not allowed to shoot him." No, I only played there one time. Oh, that was a good. We used to go up there and just, just shit on people, dude. No way. Because I worked at Borderland, which was a field that's now defunct, but it was like a legendary SoCal field. We even had an MPPL there. That's where I came up. I came up at Borderland. So we would go up there because it was in Temecula. That's, you know, an hour away from Borderland. So, like, we could do whatever we want up there. So we would just go up there and just torch people down. And that had, like, a pretty cool field, too. It was like uh-huh. more, there was more up and down, which is like in the hills up by the Indian reservations in Cali, you know? That's cool. But yeah, so, so you got the pumpkin patch. So we went to the pumpkin patch because when Camp Pendleton first opened, uh, we got a chance to go out there and go play. And um, I was playing against these dudes that, you know, had like the sick JT goggles. Because back in the day, you know, back then it wasn't until like, you know, 99, 2000, where it was the rule where you had to play with full face and ears. So people still had like the sick cut goggles. All the hardcore dudes just played with goggles, but there were no mm-hmm. electronic guns. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could take one or two in the mouth, but it wasn't like you're taking five in the mouth from really close. You know, we're still playing in the woods. Yeah, that was um, absolutely. So we go to uh, Camp Pendleton. I swear, is the first day it opened, and uh, we're out there, all lots of real high grass, playing in the woods, and um, it was just like a small group of us, maybe like ten of us. One of the guys turned out to be Sonny Lopez. And Sonny Lopez says, hey, there's this kid's team called the Junior Marine Team. They're like a kid's team for this team called Marine Team. You should go try out. And I was like, okay, you know, sounds good. And uh, go up to there to the pumpkin patch, try out. And they're like, yeah, you know, you can play on this team. You know, I'd never, I didn't know anything about tournaments, nothing See, that's at all. funny because I thought you were – this is interesting that we're just having this conversation now. But, like, I always thought that you had been on that team since you were, like, 14 years old. Because when I met you, yeah, I guess you were 17. And I was probably 19 or 20, maybe, at the time. Yeah. And uh, and and you were the best player on the team. We'll get to that story in a sec, but it was like... I always, I always thought you had played on that team for longer. I didn't realize you just got on the team. I had only been playing paintball for about a year, and I'd really only played, like, maybe 10 times. And they were like, you should go try out for this team. So I went to Pumpkin Patch, you know, played with all the Junior Marine team kids, and uh, made the team. And then that's when we um, Camp Pendleton really officially opened, and it was still like woods ball, 
you know, back then everything was still woods ball. And Build that's that when, field, dude. you know, we started practicing at Camp Pendleton. They're like, hey, we can play this new place. So this is the beginning of 97. And that's when I met, um, I was I was out there and I was I was started playing at like the other fields. And I saw you guys playing down at Borderland because I go down to Borderland too. I saw you guys playing at Borderland and you guys were like, the coolest dudes I had ever seen, you know, just sick tiger stripe camos, the cut jerseys on the sides, no face plates, auto cockers, you know, just like young kids that were in the woods that were just balling, you know, because like there was other 10-man teams, GBD would come down and practice, there was, you know, our older team, which was the Marine team, and those guys were okay, but they were like, you know, a lot older dudes, you know, like probably, you know, 30, like late, late 20s, early 30s but a couple that was, guys but that everyone like, that was it was crazy coming up back then because a lot of people don't understand is like that was the demographic well yeah i mean like back in the day you know i mean when i first came out being 15 16 years old when i first started playing like you know i, I was the the youngest kid out there man you know me and davy and then like davy was playing football really so like he didn't really start that for that whole first year and a half almost two when I was first out there like Davey wouldn't even really I mean he played a little bit and we had some guys come out but when I started getting into the tournament world I mean everyone on the team I was the youngest guy by like I want to say years you know I mean I think Dave Hafter might have been the closest oldest or closest guy to me and he was 24 five maybe six at the time yeah so there's a 10 year gap and everyone else past him was in their 30s because back then I remember talking to, to Josh Sherman about this who works at Diet and runs their graphic design stuff, and he was like, man, back in the day, paintball was a man's sport, you know? There was no kids playing it, really. You could, you, in fact, you couldn't even play paintball, I think, until you were 14 or 15 years old back in the day. There was no 12-year-olds out no. there playing paintball. There was no kids. No, everybody on my team was, uh, we had a, like a like a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, you know? But those kids didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, all the kids on my team were like, you know, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, it was all gnarly construction workers and crazy dudes in the military and like yeah. then rich dudes who were also crazy and gnarly too. Like just yeah. all these Well, autococker still cost, you know, a thousand bucks to have a decent shooting autococker. Well, no, cases well, of paint were still $125. Yeah, I mean, cases of paint were like 120, 120 bucks. I, mean, I remember the most I ever paid for a case of paint was $120 and that was like, went and bought that case of paint that was probably you know that was most of the money i had in the world at the time yeah and it was like uh 2500 rounds of marbleizer yeah did i ever tell you that story about because for camp pendleton that field that's at camp pendleton not the field it's at now but the one that um was there before that um remember you know me and davy and tim uh david williamson is the fastest man ever played paintball tim kobayashi and kyle markowski uh when we, we just spent a summer building that field with Russell Maynard, where I told mm -hmm. you about that, right? Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that one story with the snake and Davey? The most athletic thing I've ever seen anyone do in my entire life? <laughs> no. I never told you a story? No. I really never told you a story? Before? I don't think so. All right, so. This had to have been the summer of 96 then. No, I think it was the summer of 95, because it was the, the summer I graduated high school. And I graduated high okay. school in 95. So it was the summer of 95. Me, Davey Williamson, and Tim Kobayashi spent every day. We'd drive up to Russell Maynard's house, get in his van, sharpen the machetes up in his garage, and just drive out there and just straight hack woods and reeds and just hack bunk, just build bunkers, build, just built the field, you know, the four of us all summer long. And uh, in fact, the freckles on my, on my upper arm are from getting summered to shit at that field. And, uh, so we went out there and 
remember one day I was coming back and um, from another field where I was hacking away with a machete, and I'd go up to Davey and I'm like, he's like, in a field of reeds, and I'm like, Davey, lunchtime. And he looks up at me and he's like, all right. And then he starts to walk, dude. And he starts to walk and literally he, he's walking towards me and looking at me and then looks at the ground. And then I see a mid-step plant off the air. Like there's a box there, right? Plants off the air and somehow is able to push off the air and jump over something that I couldn't tell what it was. And then just start sprinting towards me as fast as humanly possible. And Davey was fast back in the day, you know? Yeah. Just sprinting towards me, he gets me, he's out of breath, he's like, oh. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, what happened? And he's like, oh. and he hates snakes. He's like, there's a giant snake over there. And I was just like, oh, that's it? I was like, I and mean, he used to work in Borderland, we had snakes all the time, he used to blow the heads off of rattlesnakes. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, let me go over, because we can't let a rattlesnake be roaming around while we're working, you know? So I roll up to it, and because it was, I could still picture it like it was yesterday. That was, like, I've never seen a man bounce off the air and, and jump over something and like it was just, it was unbelievable so so then i was like all right so i go over and, and i'm looking in and i see this giant snake huge body and it was kind of covered up though and i couldn't really tell what it was um what type of snake it was you know because um you know if you can't see the head or the tail of a snake and you can only see the body of it camouflaged like I should have been able to tell the difference between a rattlesnake and a gopher snake at the time, but because um, it said deal with snakes so much, like growing up in Teclody Canyon and dealing with snakes and working in Borderland, etc. Anyway, so I was like looking at it, and I'm like, well, can't tell what it is, can't let it go, gotta kill it, whack its head off with the machete, pick its limp corpse up, and it was the biggest gopher snake I'd ever seen. I actually felt kind of bad about killing it, you know, because it was like, you know, gopher snakes aren't bad, but yeah. can't really have snakes out there on the field, so it had to die. Yeah, I hate snakes too. Yeah. When we built Rosal Park, I, I saw some of the craziest bugs and snakes I've ever seen. I, I'm not a big fan of any of those. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you'd only been playing for the Marine team at that time for like yeah. And a year? so 97 was my first year of tournament paintball. And we, you know, I, got, I made the, the, the junior Marine team and we played all of Novice. And it was back then the Great Western Series, as you well know was the league to play in out here. It was pretty much what there was for local events. And they had amateur 10-man, amateur 5-man, uh, novice 10-man, novice 5-man. You know, and you guys were just, you know, just running the show on the Great Western amateur 10-man, which was the real deal, you know? Like, the, com the competition was sick, you know? There's good players, like, each 10-man team was allowed to have a couple pros. Um, you guys didn't have any pros, but there were other teams out there that did have pros. And it was cool to go, like, see, actually see pros play, you know, like John we were Marquez like, was one of those guys. Well, we were sandbagging that league because it was like, we had, because I played for Navarone, so what we, like, cause, so when I started, so 94, 95, you know, I played in the MPPL, which was all the, the only tournament paintball at the time, pro. That was pro, yeah. You know, and then, but then, uh, because it was just like a bunch of younger dudes, well, not a bunch, but like three. We kept getting more and more and more. But as we got more and more and more, and the older guys kind of dropped off a little bit, we were getting better. But the the um, the team basically like petitioned to drop down to amateur, and they let us do it, you know. And uh, and I didn't want to do it because I was like, you know, we had like we had chips on our shoulders, and and we actually took a fourth place pro at the '96 uh, MPPL that was at um, at at Borderland at the fields I built you know so it was like yeah, yeah like you didn't remember that 
Like I remember that the yeah, because I, I remember reading about Billy Gardner trying to run down and throw paintballs at somebody when his loader was down. That tournament was on my birthday actually, no and I couldn't go. I had like a game, uh, some sort of game. I can't, I couldn't make it. But my dad went and watched. But yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave Youngblood, and he was the one that threw that tournament. That was before, so the MPPL San Diego before it moved to Vegas before. I mean, it moved all over, but. Um, but yeah, so we so basically then we reformed Navarone as like that that was the that first year or that was the last year actually that we played because then we yeah. went ninety seven we went and played for a Marine team in ninety eight I got on the Ironman but uh, but yeah so we were kind of sandbagging that league a little bit so we better have been winning and doing well you know yeah I, I didn't think that that was the same team I thought you guys I thought it was all different guys well that there was year, a bunch of those old Navarone guys. They all stopped playing around that time. Yeah, that that was the big year. Like I remember sitting there at a Denny's at World Cup in '96. No, no, that was different. Yeah, no, like yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of chaotic. But yeah, we basically brought a lot of the younger, just uh, we, you know, because like, you know, it isn't paintball, man. Like you want to play with your buddies, and that was a big transition time for paintball too. You know, like the late '90s is when. Um, it came out of the woods. We hadn't quite got there yet, but the mentality had already started. So, yeah. But yeah, purple strap, baby. <laughs> I got one of those still. But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, just watching you guys play, you know, and like before it was swag, you know, <laughs> you guys had actual swagger, you know, <laughs> out there on the field. And, you know, that was the type of thing that really just inspired me to want to you know, play harder and get better. And, you know, what I loved about paintball was, I mean, I was a really competitive person, but I played other sports, you know, I played all sports growing up, soccer, basketball, baseball, you know, not football, but, um, you know, I was like, I love endurance sports, running, you know, being outside. And, um, you know, after I graduated high school, paintball was something that I could keep doing, you know, to be competitive and, you know, have, be able to reach a high level, you know, there's no way I was going to play in the NBA, you know, or Major League Baseball, you know, and I gave up soccer to play basketball in high school, and, you know, being able to, you know, stay competitive, you know, was awesome, so, you know, kept working at it, grinding at it, and, you know, loved it, and, you know, had a lot of good people, and it was, it was pretty much like 97, you know, that you and Davey, you know, really took me under your guys' wing, and uh, showed me the ropes, you know, and uh, Kenny Chamberlain, you know, was another guy that, you know, kind of looked out for me, you know, when I was younger on some of those teams, you know, helped me get to tournaments, but, um, yeah, played played all novice tournaments in 97. Well, I remember the first time, because I didn't, the very first time, and this is one of my, I love this story, because it's just so Todd, you know, but I remember this, this one story, the very first time I even met you, is when uh, we um, were at Camp Pendleton and we're out of practice and we're playing with Navarone. So this must have been 96. This must have been in 96. Am I, do I have my... You might have your years wrong, dude, because it's like 97, I, I know for sure, 97 I played for Marine Team. And when this, this day happened, it was in 96. Must have been. Because I was like, we had Navarone, because Tim Kobayashi was out there and he didn't play in 97. And he, he, he was, it was me, Davey, Tim, we, we had Navarone practice. And we needed an extra guy. I'm almost positive it was '96, and we and uh, so we went out there and and uh, we we see all the and then I remember sitting there like this is another one of those memories, dude. You know where I can just remember sitting around and and we're like ah shit, we need another guy. 
Because I was at junior marine team practice then. Yeah, that's what it was. It was junior marine team practice. Where you, you guys were just sitting around or something watching our game, you know, yeah. and like... We are practicing five-man. Yeah, five-man. And so we had played ten-man, and we needed a guy because somebody had to peace out early for, for whatever reason or ran out of pain or whatever it was. And so we were like, all right, we need a guy. What are we going to do? Well, should we just play with nine? And we're like, eh, son, I can't remember. It was maybe Tim or somebody was like... Davey was like, I don't know, go see if, somebody go see if one of those kids wants to play. And we were like, we were like, shit, we're going to get one of the kids? Well, do we play with nine or do we go get one of the kids? And I was like, all right, I'll do it, you know? So I walk over, everyone's sitting around on the side of the field. There was maybe like six or seven of you there, I don't know, four or five, something like that, you know, like a handful of you dudes. And, uh, and I look up and I look over and I walk up, I'm like, hey, anybody want to get a game? We need a player for this next, for this next game. Anyone want to get a game? And like every single one of those kids looked at the ground and started like, uh, they were intimidated to shit. They were just like, uh, no one even looked at me. You don't even flinch. You were just like, you look straight at me and without even flinching, you were like, raise your hand, you're like, I'll play. And I was like, all right, what's your name? Todd, all right, Matt, nice to meet you. Uh, you know, are you fast? I remember asking you, are you fast? And you were like, I'm pretty fast. You were real fast back in the day. And I was like, but I didn't know at the time. I'm like, are you fast? You're like, yeah, I'm pretty fast. And I remember going, are you fast as that guy? Tim, you Can know? We actually fast like, man ever play paintball? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> You're like, I'm not as fast as him, but I'm pretty fast. And I was like, all right, sweet. You're going to go way all the way up to here off the break. And you were like, all right, sweet. I'm like, run around here, go this way, what, run up there and shoot that way. And you were like, no problem. And I remember, I could still picture you shooting in the bunker. Like, I remember running out and you were like, got up there and you were doing your job. And I was like, man, the kid is fast. But you didn't flinch, totally t like took the opportunity and like made something of it. You know, like that was kind of cool. Do you even remember that at all? Or no, like, I absolutely remember that. That was one of the funnest games ever. That was like the one opportunity that I was waiting for. You know, just like I, wa I watched all your guys' games. You had no idea. You know, it was sick. You guys used to practice GBD. You know, you did practice Marine Team and just shit on their chest. You know, you guys would go down and practice the Ironmen down at Borderland. You know, and I wouldn't get to go watch those, but I would hear like stories later. You know, I'd be like, I'd like do what I could to find out how that went, you know? And like, those are, I mean, you guys were like, literally my heroes, you know, you had no idea. You know, and it, was, it was like, you know, one of those dreams come true to be able to get to play that game, you know, and then to be able to become friends with you guys, you know, and then to have the opportunity to learn from you, you know, and be able to be like, you know, let's go, you know? I yeah. thought that was, that was like, the, that, that time, that opportunity, you know, and, and being who I was at the time, you know, I wasn't always this really ridiculously good-looking, charismatic <laughs> individual, you know. I, like, I'm just kidding. I was, I mean, I was a, a, a super nerdy kid, you know, I did well, you sports were, you, and, you, you, and you did were, my homework, you, you know. Well, you weren't like, I wouldn't say you are nerdy, but you were like, you were... Shy. Yeah, you were kind of shy, super sports-centric, you know, I think like, like, I think for like the first five months I knew you, you like only wore basketball warm-up pants like the entire single time I saw you you know like that's still it was like today. it was like <laughs> <laughs> that's still it was like I, you know it's like I think all you did was because you were a really good student so it was like school and sports I think was like all you that's did all I did yeah I had yeah. no social life I didn't even know what that meant I uh, didn't have my first girlfriend until I was a senior in high school and, I'm a, and she liked me. Like, I had to ask her out because I knew she was going to say yes. <laughs> I went on my first date wearing a pair of those JT cargo pants because they were the nicest pants that I had. And I felt like <laughs> when I was going to go on a date, I had to wear pants, like the jean pants. <laughs> it was awesome. That's great. 
She just got married like a couple weeks ago. Is that what was that girl's name? Marin. Marin was hot, <laughs> dude. Hey, everyone out there, Marin was a dime piece. Little, she was like blonde, like strawberry blonde. Yeah. Ugh, so good looking. Yeah. Good looking girl. She was cool. Yeah, she was cool. Thanks for tuning into the Real Deal podcast with Todd Martinez. I'm Maddie Marshall. We got part two coming at you next week. So made it, make sure to check back for that. And also go to pimpalexis.com and check out all the interviews and in-depth content. We got the new statistics out for Chicago in the season. See you guys soon.